This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by F.A. Goats Fine Imports. At F.A. Goats, they will bring in things from the ancient LeBron dynasty of Egypt back when they was kings. You can visit uh, the era in England, the 1500s, of King Tyrone Wilkerson. You can get uh, special edition Jordans, anything that your heart desires. F.A. Goat will provide for you using all, all of their connections through the government and through uh, other manipulations that they're able to do. At F.A. Goats, you matter. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday and the Carl Podcast Networks. I am your host, Ted Burton, with me today from the great red state of North Carolina, my friend, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Welcome back, up, buddy. It's good to be here. Good to be here. I'm a week early. Yeah. Thank you. Big shout out to El Chaco for letting me take his week since I will be out of town next week. Big shout out to the trees who are making my eyes burn out of my fucking head. What a bunch of FA goats. FA goats. What a great sponsor we had this week. Uh, I cannot wait to get some, you know, artifacts from the LeBron era in Egypt, you know, back when they was kings. Yep. Kangs. You see, uh, when you spell it with an I, you are colonizing it. Mm my mistake I, I would know that that's there's a book that i got from fa goats that will uh help explain that for me gotcha uh burger week's finally over in st louis i ate 25 burgers i am as fat as fuck i guarantee you i'm fatter i i cannot believe how many bur- i beat the official burger man in number of burgers and they're so they're supposed to announce today there's there's a drawing for to win the grand prize and then they announce who had the most points and i'm like if it's not me it's someone that fucking cheated because there's there's absolutely no way a human being could eat that much food how many days was it seven so seven days at three burgers a day three and a half burgers a day basically you see i think you it, so your strategy for next year should also be like the midnight snack mm-hmm well, that's the thing is I was eating usually from about like noon until seven or eight when the restaurant started closing. <clears throat> I, I, I went, I drove a half an hour to Belleville, Illinois to get a burger yesterday. It's ridiculous. Well yeah. That was the last place on the list that had a Jameson special that I had not yet uh, taken, taken part of, taken part in whatever. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to be vegetarian now. I, it suddenly, it make it all makes sense. What well, makes sense? Vegetarianism. The, uh, yeah. the extreme amount of uh, indigestion from all that beef languishing. Uh, Actually, slowly, slowly digesting in your gut. The Thursday, Thursday, I was starting to feel it. It was like starting to to weigh down on me. But I pushed through, and I had three more burgers. And then, it, like the next three days were easy, probably because I only had ten burgers on between those three days. But. Uh, no, I actually woke up this morning feeling like better than I have. I feel like your my body was not used to such fine food. And then, you know, I kind did of you, ramped out of it. Did you end up with the King's curse? 
What is the king's curse? Um, being unbearably constipated. No, I'm, all my stuff's the same as usual. Because uh, that was uh, like kings would always eat all that rich food. You know, because the peasants, they can only afford, you know, grass or something. Uh-huh. And uh, or, or, or what would now be considered a lavish diet of like salmon and all sorts of wonderful things. Uh, and then kings would eat like the richest stuff in the world and just constantly be utterly plugged up and unable to shit. Yeah. So I, it's I, an old I term. was happy today to have like uh, regular food again. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Like your body just kind of like craves Maybe not lettuce, but like something green. Uh, some fruits. I had I had a bunch of fruit today, and I was like, "This is fantastic!" Love like you just fruit. pop open a can of green beans, and all of a sudden you're like Popeye. I guess that would be spinach, actually. Yeah, he, he was he was pop spinach. open a can of spinach. But green beans are more accessible, so eat your heart out. But yeah, that that's been my my week. My week was consumed with uh, <laughs> gluttony. Instead of Popeye, you could be Pop Vein. <laughs> <laughs> just eat green beans to calm me down. It's like your kryptonite. Like, oh, thank God. Uh. I'm I'm um, finally back to normal now. Now that I've eaten these these delicious green beans. Man, your cat's really loud. Um, you need to yeah. kill it. Uh, I'm not going and, to do that. And I am back to normal today in that uh, that that position that I was on the palletizer for your like 11 years, and I finally got off of it. I had to cover yeah. it today, and that thing ran like a piece of shit. So I came home like spitting nails, which is very uncomfortable. Uh, so I should probably cut back on my iron and take just a little bit. But um, yeah, I, it, you know, work's been interesting lately, but we'll get into that with issues. Yeah. I, my work today was just just like nice office work. I got my I moved into a new office. I got one of those standing desks, which is great. Because if I just need to send like one email instead of sitting down and like losing all my all my momentum, I just kind of crank that fucker up, crank the email out, and go back to work. Uh, I found someone had stolen my uh, wood stain that I had left in the scene shop, which I was pretty fucking annoyed about. As you should be. Yeah, but I got it back and I hid it away where no one will ever fucking use it again, myself included. I I, let, I just threw it into the river. It's gone. I just rode out to the river and threw it in the river. And like, uh, nobody can have this anymore. This is the perfect hiding spot. Mm-hmm. Gone forever. You potch your mom in that thing. Uh, yeah, I Joel tried to watch. Reference. I tried to watch the uh, Red Letter Media half in the bag review of Oppenheimer today. And even that made me want to go to sleep. Like, I, I have. There's been all this fucking discourse about Oppenheimer and the Barbie movie, and I feel like a man without a country because I don't want to see either one of the movies. Like Oppenheimer, I might watch if if by some miracle it popped up on like Amazon Prime and I was scrolling through and I had three hours to kill. And it, like, it and it was like boom, Oppenheimer's on, on Amazon Prime now. I'd be like, because I only I browse Amazon Prime at the beginning of the month. The first of the month, I go scroll through and see if there's anything new that's been added. There's there never has there never is, and then I just skip ahead. I, then I close it and go back to watching everything on my Plex. Not, Oppenheimer isn't even worth fucking torrenting. And so if it show, if it pops up on one of those days on Amazon Prime, and I have three hours that I don't need to do anything with, maybe I'll watch it. But if I do have something to do, I'll just be like, okay, no thanks, and I'll never watch it. Christopher Nolan's last four or five movies have been mediocre at best. Um, Oppenheimer, I guess for you is one of those movies where like 
you wait to watch it until you're being held at gunpoint. Yeah. Like you're on an airplane that's been hijacked and like, you know, you're going to die, but you got five hours before they finally put that thing in the dirt. And you're like, Hey, just you might as well put on Oppenheimer so I can be, I can get a preview of hell before I go there. Well, they left out the part where he leaks the, all the secrets to the Russians, thus causing the cold, cold war so that we can't, couldn't just go bomb the shit out of Beijing in 1947. Yeah, it would have been really weird if we could have just like kept kept that Wipe. technology and remained a world power. Yeah, wiped out the, uh, communism yeah. in the forties, and then we wouldn't be dealing with all the bullshit we're dealing with today. I, I think we'd still have communism. It would just be people would be. It's like um, uh, it's like the the kid like in the neighborhood. There's all the normal kids, and then the one kid who like his dad beats the, the tar out of him. And all the other kids are like thankful that they don't have that one dad, mm-hmm. you know, and and so that dad, that dad comes out when they're all playing in that kid's yard and he's drunk and he's belligerent and all the kids kind of like their buttholes pucker up and they kind of scoot away because they know the ultimate beating is coming if they continue playing in that yard. I assume that your childhood was full of, of child abuse like mine was. It was not actually. Where you, the whole neighborhood got beat by like one drunk old man every day. No, I feel like if I, when I was a kid, if some drunk old man was beating all the neighborhood kids, that guy would have gone to jail. No, in in my, see, I came up in the eighties, uh, you know, the late eighties specifically was when I was that age, and um, that guy was usually awarded something for like keeping all the kids, like so that way the parents didn't have to bother disciplining their own kids. Mm. They just knew that like crazy Larry down the road. Well, maybe would, we like, need to go back to that. Like, if you. Like I've I have shushed people's kids out out in public or like told them to stop doing something and I've gotten dirty looks from their parents. Like, well, your kid's being a piece of shit. It didn't even matter if we were being a piece of shit. He just he hated kids. And he would like yeah. chase us down the road with his belt with his pants hanging down. It was it was a really good time. Uh, I feel like it made me who I am today. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is maybe we need to have that again. So that, you know, that because if if someone just being like, Hey, can your kid can you like not fucking run up and down the aisle during this movie, you little piece of shit. And the mom's like, what's your fucking problem? It's like, well, my fucking problem is that I paid 14 fucking dollars to see this movie and I'm being distracted by your little fucking spawn <clears throat> who you can't keep control of. Why'd you even fuck come to the movies? You know, they make a special movie theater with a little playground in the front of it for retards like you. Yeah. Uh, and whereas in your, in your era, I would have just smacked the shit out of that kid. And, and the parents was, and the parents of the mom would have gotten up and then sucked me off for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, it was like all the other parents would have like given you the golf clap, not necessarily yeah. a, a standing ovation, but like excellent form, sir. Maybe the guy you, behind me, like, like he's like, pat you on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, man, you really backhanded that little bastard. Good job. <laughs> he's going to remember that one. <laughs> you know, 30, 36 years later, here I am, Dave. So, um, the guy's guy leans in and he's like, you know, next time if you come in at more of an oblique angle, it won't leave a mark. Like, oh, you know, if you just you. pop your wrist right there at the last little bit and those fingers kind of break the sound barriers that make connection <laughs> with his cheek, it leaves a hell of a welt. Uh, yeah, the neighborhood I grew up in on Pratt Lane, man, weird, weird place. So yeah. anyway, how about some issues? <laughs> you ready to get into some issues? Yeah, man. All right. Uh, so here's what I don't get. We're going to call this one shovel leaners, although that's technically not accurate. So I mentioned work's been a little interesting. 
me being in a utility position these days, a lot of bouncing around here and there. It's taking some getting used to, right? I can tell I'm already boring you. No, uh, it's uh, the 25 burgers catching up with me. <laughs> getting getting the meat naps going in. Yeah. Man, I get those real bad, especially on Sundays. <clears throat> so I'm uh, going about my daily routine of trying to avoid doing things. And all of a sudden, I go to give uh, the, the the actual palletizer guy his break, which is part of what I do. I break him out for break for break and lunch. And I get a text from my supervisor. Hey, go out back. Uh, old chin strap out in the back that is running receiving. He needs your, he needs you to get the payloader. There's been a spill. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm giving so-and-so his break. I'll be out there in a little bit. So lunch break comes and goes 30 minutes. I walk around to the receiving bay to see what's what's going on. You remember, I spent about six months out there. And then I trained the guy that's out there now, partially. Uh, I did not do all of his training, uh, which explains how he got the nickname Chinstrap. So anyway, <clears throat> so uh, I go out there and I've, I've been told, like, oh, there's a little spill. Just get the payloader and scoop it up. It was not a little spill. It was upwards of 25,000 pounds of pelleted wheat nibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, do you have any idea what 25,000 pounds looks like? I imagine it's something that's like 10 or 12 feet high. No, it's about five and a half feet high, maybe six. Cause it was, you know, right up here on me, but it was about 20 feet across mm. and then kind of sloped down on the edges. Uh, and I just see chin strap and the guy who here's what had happened. He brought in product on a dumping trailer or a dump trailer, right? A dump truck. But it's well, not a short one like you think hauling gravel. It's a long one like you'd see going down the road. But the way they unload it is the whole thing tilts up almost to a 90 degree angle and just stuff dumps out. Except our unloading bay does not allow that thing to extend all the way up. It only allows you to extend about like this. That's what? 45. Mm, it'll go a little more, let's say like 50, 50 or 55 degrees. So, uh, and then they like bump into the ceiling and they can't go any further. Obviously we've tried. So what they have to do is they have to like all the stuff won't dump out or some of it will hang up at the top. So they'll have to lower the bed back down, drive outside the building, pull forward out of the receiving bay, lift it all the way up with the door latched, get stuff to slide back to the back of the trailer, lower it back down, back in, back up to the pit again, then raise up and get the rest to fall out. It happens pretty much every time we have to have one of those trailers. Not, not a big thing until old boy driving the trailer forgets to latch the door and dumps. <laughs> just dumps it all over the street. <laughs> well, he dumps it uh, 30 yards away from the pit. And so they're like, Hey Buck, you know how to drive the payloader, grab the payloader. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. No problem. We'll make quick work of this. I hop in it, turn the key, nothing. This thing someone like, didn't plug it in. I know it's like a gas operated payloader, but the battery is ex- it's absolutely gone. I think someone stole it, to be honest. This is Statesville we're talking about mm. and south of Interstate 40. So um so I'm like, hey, uh payloader doesn't work. I text the supervisor back and he's like, okay. <laughs> i'm like uh yeah i'm going inside what do you what do you No, i can't god help me i can't do that i see these guys they've, what they've been doing is they don't even have a tote they can haul back and forth with a forklift right 
So they've got this little, like an honest to God sled, like you would get in in the snow. Uh-huh. They use it for grabbing samples out from under rail cars and trucks. They've been shoveling four or five shovelfuls of, of feed or ingredient into the sled, dragging it 30 yards, dumping it in the pit, walking it back. That's going to take five days yeah. at that rate. And they've been doing this already for about, I don't know, an hour. So they've not even made a dent in this gigantic pile. So I grab a shovel. I tell Chinstrap, go get a forklift. We're going to grab this tote over in this location. We're going to shovel the tote full. We'll dump it. We'll shovel it full. We'll dump it. And the whole time I'm, I've texted my supervisor like, Hey, like this, we're shut down here. Like there's no, you know, there's no ignoring this problem. It had, we have to get this cleaned up. Uh He's like, cool. (laughs) So, and it's hot. It's North Carolina hot. And it's humid uh, because Statesville well, is a jungle. What most people won't, don't know about North Carolina is that it rains every fucking day in the summer. Yes. Every single fucking day. At some point in North Carolina, where you live, it will mm-hmm. be raining every day during the summer. I've never never seen anything like it. Usually right around uh, 4 o'clock. Yeah. Around 4 o'clock usually. So, yeah. So, we're here in the distant thunder. Uh. And uh, I'm so we're it's, uh, it's like eleven o'clock. I, I I finally get back there. Two o'clock rolls around and our arms are done. Yeah, I mean, like you know, your back gets you like your, the, the rubber arm. Well, like you you shovel with your arms at first, and because you're bending over, you're you're using your lower back. So then you switch sides and you try to shovel the other direction to kind of give that arm a break and that those muscles in your back a break. And you go back and forth about twenty times. And now you're like you're shoveling with your shoulders, right? Your arms are kind of hanging and you're pulling with your shoulder. So me and Chinstrap and the truck driver who did jump in and 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 worked till the end, he really did. I'll give him credit for that, if not for his driving skills. Um, I finally text the supervisor. I'm like, hey, uh, like our arms and backs are give out. We need help. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I kind of look over at the guys. I'm like, I think, I think we're going to be here till seven o'clock tonight. Legit. We got a line of trucks around the building guys waiting to get their product offloaded guys who have like more stuff to do. Right. So now there's truck drivers getting mad, but here's the funny thing I noticed truck drivers. uh, How's How's the phrase I've heard? They ain't shit. So, um, they would get out of their truck. You could tell they were in a huff by their body language, by the way they're moving when they're a hundred yards away. They'd walk up to within, uh, not quite inside the loading shed, mm-hmm. look and see what was going on, see this gigantic pile, see three dudes pouring, just like pouring sweat like a water fountain, turn around and go right back to their truck. Yeah. They're mad that they're not getting unloaded, but not mad enough to do anything about it. And it just, what I wanted to call this issue initially was everybody wants to talk shit until it involves picking up a shovel, but that doesn't make a good issue name. But that's really what it was. Uh, and this is, we're talking like 15 truck drivers. Two of one. This one motherfucker, get this. <laughs> get this. This one guy who delivers there all the time. Got a real gravelly voice. Uh, comes out there, takes a look at us shoveling, sees this giant pile, is the kind of guy who has got the build for shoveling. Instead, he looks over at the paler and goes, why ain't y'all use that? And me, and Chinstrap, <laughs> me and Chinstrap look at him and we're like, Holy shit, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> and then you just look at him like, 
Really, you dumb fuck? Really? You d- pick up a shovel. That's, that's when you take off your hat and you go, you, I told you we should have used the payloader. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> damn. I mean, and we were both like, you must have gone to college, sir, thinking like that. That's why you're hauling corn every day. You fucking so, douchebag. He's like, why didn't you use that? I was like, because it won't crank. Ain't got no gas in it. He's like, well, why don't you just jump it off? I was like, for one, there's a lot of reasons why we can't. First off, I'm too pissed off. I don't think it'll work. And second off, like, if you want to jump it off, you go right ahead and try. But uh, that thing is not owned by us. That's owned by a third-party company who's going to get mad. Yeah, if they're going to get mad if we uh, go dicking around with their thing. And also, also, um, fuck you. Pick up a shovel. Pick up a shovel. Jump that battery. Cool. Shovel. Now, asshole. Turned right around. Walk the fuck off. See, it's like like when you're in traffic and there's the guy, like their car stalled out or whatever. For whatever reason, they get stuck riding in intersection. And they've got the hazards on and they're kind of causing a traffic jam and you don't really realize it until you're like right there. You got to do the like quick merge, then you unmerge. And and there are two kinds of people. They're the type of people that uh, just fucking honk like a bunch of tools as they go by like, ah, you jackass. When you could just like shave two minutes, five minutes out of your day, maybe make your, you're already late. Let's make yourself a little bit more late, but but help that guy push his fucking car out of the road. Yeah. And then no. now now you've solved the problem for everyone, not just for everyone. Yeah. But like it's the difference between um it's the difference between like being a citizen and being a leech. And uh I've discovered over the last few years we live with a lot a lot of leeches. A lot yeah. of people that don't care, they only care about their own themselves. And it has to go to a really, really high bar before they'll step in to help anyone other than themselves. Yeah. And that's why I was, that's why I went back there. And when the payloader didn't work, I grabbed a shovel. Yeah. I was like, you know, like I, I could have walked away and be like, man, that sucks for you. Chin strap and rolled out. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I jumped in not to pat myself on the back, but that's just, that's how I see it. Not these guys. Oh no. So uh, we go about, 20, 30 minutes past me texting the supervisor, hey, our arms are done. All of a sudden, I see a stream of people come out of the plant. Basically, everybody who's not actively tied to a machine that cannot be shut down. So like the control room guy, he can't come out. But everybody else is coming out, pouring out. Uh, supervisor comes out, plant manager, maintenance manager come out. Maintenance manager, that guy with the sideways accusations from several episodes ago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, First thing he does is go over to the payloader and like start pretending to inspect it. Like, oh, let's see if we can get this thing jumped off here. We can. He looks at it for a total of five minutes. Sets down his little. He's got one of those um, like battery chargers, mm-hmm. his little portable like you on, on a cart. Parks it there. Turns and walks right off. Never have respect for that dude again. Never. Not that I had any anyway. Yeah. Uh, plant manager comes out and he's like, "What happened here?" I was like, "Well." Dude had the dump trailer, uh, went outside to raise it up to get the product to fall back. Latch didn't latch for some reason. Here we are. Oh, okay, okay. Later on, I found out, I thought maybe maybe my my plea for help had been heard, right? No. Naive old Uncle Buck. Hey, we need help. Our arms are give out. 
And all of a sudden this outpouring of love came out. No, I found out what actually happened. Someone complained. Uh, yeah. One of the truck drivers works for a guy who handles a lot of the truck driving for both deliveries and for hauling our product out to, to customers. He uh, got the complaint from his truck driver that, Hey, I'm going to be late and not be able to pick up my other load because I'm stuck here because they're having to shovel. And he called up the plant manager and cussed him up one side and down the other. God bless that guy. Uh, no, no, because he only, the only reason he cared was because his, his bottom dollar was being affected. So he called up the plant manager and cussed him. And that was the, that was what motivated the plant manager out of rage to come out there and, and assign, like force the supervisor to get everyone in the plant to come out and start shoveling. Still took us another 30 minutes of like, and I'm not kidding, 15 people with shovels just going at it, hammer and tongs. Yeah. Um, that should have happened immediately. It really should have. It If it's like, if it's one of those things that shuts it down, you need to throw as many people as, as you can in order to get it fixed. Well, and so the supervisor, he told me, hey, there's a spill out there. And he didn't go out and see it himself, which he's a busy guy. I get it. And he and I are friends now. But like when I was like, hey, this is a, you know, this is 25,000 pounds. He was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, like you don't, you don't get what I'm saying. Like this is a problem. Uh Uh-huh. This is more than three men can handle in the time allotted. So um, that's my issue is uh, everybody wants to talk shit. Until it involves picking up a shovel. Yeah, this is a this is kind of like my um, my issue I did a few months ago. Um, we projects where you just kind of get shafted with a, a project, yeah. but whereas that is that is someone coming at you in the planning phase and then abandoning the project. This is when someone it's like when you're painting and you know, you're, you're painting a wall. Right. And the person walks in and goes, Hey, you missed a spot. Like that's so completely fucking unhelpful. I wish you were dead. Do you remember several months ago? It might've even been a couple of years ago when I told you my motto at work is help is not on the way. (laughs) I I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this proved it. Like, yeah, it absolutely did. Help was not on the way until, until money became the problem. When money became the problem, suddenly help was on the way. When my well-being and chin straps well-being was on the way, man, I, I just about had to call out of work the next day. I'm old. I'm old as fuck. My muscles are like, what are, what are you doing, dude? You're not built for this anymore. You're way out of shape. What do you think you're doing being a hero out here with a shovel in the hot? Like, go lay down and die. Oh, yeah. man. That's the other side of that, right? Is that you have those, you have people that, you know, they're going to bitch and moan. They see, they see what's happening. Like, I understand it's not your job, but as a, as a truck driver, you're not required to do anything to facilitate your load getting out of the truck. It's not your fucking problem. But like, as a human being, do you not see that as a problem? Do you not like, you know what I mean? Where you don't, it, it doesn't, people don't process that anymore. Like they're, they're so unwilling to do anything to fix an actual issue. So they're just like, Oh, that's not, that's not my job. I guess I'll just, I'll just let it be just like leave that thing to fester and die. And then in that case, and and in that specific case, your specific case, it directly affects them. Like if, if all those truck drivers had gotten out and shoveled for half an hour, it'd been clear and they could have gone about their day. No big deal. 
But instead, it, t- it delayed their day hours that I, they're just kind of happy with because it's it's not their their problem. They get they get paid the same either way. And I, I just I like I hate that mentality that people have where they don't want to do anything above the bare minimum in order to kind of get by in their whole fucking lives. Yeah, I just hated that that one guy come out there looked at the payload was like, "Why didn't you use that?" <laughs> I can't. I, I I realize I already told that part of the story, but just it, it just I cannot explain how in that moment I was just like, no shit, Sherlock, like just oh my god, the contempt I felt, like I've I've never come so close to just just laying into somebody in in a professional setting. I mean, I've done it a couple of times, but like like someone who you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. I'm it, I'm still so flustered over it, the the gall of that guy, like. Do you think the three of us standing here are are that stupid? That yeah, we saw he does. That, machine? That, that that is the thing. Those people do. They think they're smarter than you. Uh, so, they're the kind of person that like sees the porch pirate walk up onto your porch and snoop around, and then you know leave with something and go. And they say, "Well, they didn't get my Amazon package, so fuck them." Not my business. <laughs> it was. And except it was in this case. Yeah. I mean, we've all, we've all like driven past the, uh, you know, construction zones and there'll be like the, the one guy doing a, a task while six guys stand around doing fuck all. And you just, you, you cruise by going 35 miles an hour, which should theoretically be a 70 on the interstate. And you watch these fucking guys getting paid, whatever they're fucking getting paid to, to be working out there. And, Three or four of them can't even bother to like at least hide from where the people passing by can't see you not doing no. a fucking thing. Like no it's shame. one thing, it's one thing to to not work. It's another thing to like blatantly not work like that. Like that's what I hate in the shovel leaners. Um I hate I hate people that are like flagrant about the fact that they're not doing anything. Oh yeah, I'm just sitting here in my truck, bitch, you know, bitching about. The fact that I have to wait an extra two hours because four hour, yeah, because this oh. this thing is inconvenient. Like, yeah, could you you could do something about it? You could like fix this problem because people. That's what like rage has driven me to fix problems permanently, even just just because they piss me off. Things like I hate Folgers coffee. I hate Folgers coffee so much, and I couldn't stand yeah. drinking Folgers coffee anymore. So I started spending hundreds of my own dollars to stock the theater I worked at with coffee that wasn't Folgers. Maxwell house. Yeah, no, not Maxwell house. Uh, Maxwell house smells like vomit. That is the most acidic smelling coffee in the world. Yeah. And, and what, what shocked me about that whole thing. Right. So we drank Folgers and it was just awful and it was nothing but awful. And so then I started buying good coffee and in my mind, I thought, well, if I start bringing good coffee, other people will then also pick up the pick up the torch. Yeah. And and will everybody will kind of like want to chip in and be part of this community. And that wasn't the case at all. Like no. I, I bought coffee for more than a year. And then when I was gone, it was like a switch. Just all right, we're back to just drinking shitty Folgers because that's what's here. Yeah. Um, or someone would just steal your good coffee if you work where I work. Yeah, that is also a, the case. Uh and so that's another thing I, do. I don't understand that like selfishness. I don't understand wanting to get 
an ounce for yourself instead of when you could get that ounce, but you could also like leave six ounces. And I'm not into communism or anything where I think anybody should be forced to. I just wish, wish we lived in a culture where people were more at like ready to just give of themselves because you, you logically you can figure out I'll catch it on the other side at some point. If I get out and push this car out of traffic, someday someone else will get out and push a car out of traffic and then I won't be stuck in traffic. If we live in a culture where you help get this, like the track, the traffic jam out of the way, then we, we will all spend fewer hours in traffic together. But instead it's just like, fuck you. I'm honking and revving my engine as I go around you suddenly. It sounds like you're beginning to suffer from an uh, ideal society fantasy. I am suffering from an ideal society fantasy, but I know how we get to my ideal society. Murder. Extreme amounts of violence. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Just, just unmitigated want like the purge. Uh, Oppenheimer. I want to bomb. I want to bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki again, just for fun. Just, just like a just yeah. To, just yeah, just like hey, just so you remember. Remember this shit? It's pretty fucked up, right? And then we'll hit. <laughs> then we'll start hitting other countries. Just, a, just a little warning. <laughs> old, old, old Mister Dave down the street. He's got his belt off again, and he's coming for all of y'all. You said you thought Fat Man were and Little Boy were bad. Well, here comes Lizzo and Haley Joel Osment. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Those are the first two bombs we're dropping back on Hiroshima and Nagasaki again. Jeez, Louise! All right, well that's my issue. That's a good one. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for this episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Buck, I've got some news for you here today. I know oh, how uh, fond you are. Um, you know, all men, all men want a larger penis. Even even a guy who's got like a 12-incher, like he's thinking, I bet I could get 13 or 14. You know, I could fit eight quarters across the top of this thing, but <laughs> wouldn't it be cool to fit like, you know, $3? <laughs> well, a 30-year-old German man developed severe complications after a botched penis surgery. Uh, his lover conducted the enlargement surgery for him. <clears throat> Martin M. died of blood poisoning and organ failure. After the suspect, 46-year-old Torben K., injected the, his penis and testicles with silicone oil in 2019. German prosecutors claim the silicone injection caused Martin to suffer <clears throat> sepsis after the oil ended up in his bloodstream, and it led to severe health complications and eventually death. The fact that he asked for the treatment is irrelevant from our point of view. The defendant acted in a highly immoral manner. Torben reportedly admitted to injecting Martin's penis after the two men met on a gay dating website. I was really curious how far into the article I was going to have to get before, before he admitted that these were gay people and not yeah. like a man and a woman. Uh, it was it was too far too long. That's why it's when they they said the one the one name Martin. They're like, okay, Martin M is is a man, and then Dude. Torben K. You're like, well, is that a man's name? I don't Ooh, know what kind uh, of name that is. Crazy Middle East, like like uh, Eastern European woman's name, maybe. Yeah, according to according to uh, RNN, Torben claimed he injected himself with the silicone before and ordered the oil intended only for cleaning surfaces from the U.S. He also admitted to the German authorities that he injected others for 200 euros. Torben, who is not a licensed medical practitioner, knew that the injection of silicone oil could have harmful and possibly fatal consequences if the necessary care w wasn't taken. He was charged with committing a dangerous bodily harm resulting in death 
and a violation of Germany's Alternative Medical Practitioners Act. So I, I just I kind of think that's interesting based on, you know, we, we have some other surgeries going on in the world these days. Uh, those are totally fine. This one, totally not fine. Yeah, that's that's definitely high on my list of things to do to inject my dick with industrial cleaner. Yeah. Um, I just, especially to to uh, man, I don't know. I'm, I saw I they, I remember years ago women were inject they were injecting like <clears throat> silicone caulk into their asses and cheeks and stuff to try and like. Because and, they yeah. were so fucking stupid, they saw, well, it's a silicone implant. This is silicone cock, must be the same fucking thing. And then, like, causing horrible illnesses and and big, like, abscesses and shit. And I was like, those dumb women. But apparently, men can do the same fucking stupid thing. Well, I mean, it's it's real common to take that. What is that? That uh, synthol stuff you inject into people will inject into their bicep. No, no, no. There's a, there's a, I forget what it's called. They'll inject it into their bicep and it's supposed to stay there forever, but it doesn't really look like a muscle. It just looks like a weird tumor in your arm. A weird lumpy thing. It looks like a water balloon under your skin. So, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of gay men, Uh-oh. a man who forced himself to cry for seven days says he went temporarily blind. Um, <laughs> a Guinness, Guinness World Records has seen a surge in record breaking attempts from Africa's most populous nation. And sparked by a chef's four-day cooking marathon that caught caught the public imagination. Tembu Ibiri, who's been attempting to weep nonstop for a week, said he experienced headaches, puffy eyes, a swollen face, and went partially blind for 45 minutes amid his own efforts. I had to re-strategize and reduce my wailing. He said he was determined to sob towards his target despite the difficulties encountered. Uh, the... Apparently, in May, a chef called Hilda Baki attempted to cook continuously for 100 hours to put Nigerian cuisine on the map. Her attempt was so widely followed that it caused the official website, GuinnessWorldRecords.com, to crash for two days, which is fucking astounding, because who would have thought anyone in Nigeria had the internet? Uh, She was cheered on by celebrities and Nigeria's vice president. The 26-year-old man is 93 hours and 11 minutes, which was enough to break the previous cooking marathon record set in India in 2019. Uh, so then a bunch of other people decide that they would try a bunch of stupid shit. And this guy made himself go blind by crying, which is literally the softest thing I've ever fucking heard a, a man do. I think so. There must be vision must be, uh, enabled in men by testosterone. And once all his was gone, his vision just went away. It's yeah. kind of like, and that's why they say like masturbating will make you go blind because you're releasing all of your testosterone. Mm-hmm. So if you cry too much, your testosterone like just just ev- evacuates your body. Like, oh my god, we got to get. I got to get out of here. Uh, this is a, this is definitely a chick environment. I'm I'm not welcome here. This is not my space. Yeah. And and you go you go blind. You remember uh, Sam Bankman Fried, the FTX guy who embezzled a bunch of money, and you remember that story from a few months ago. Yeah. Well, his brother's in the news. Um, his He wanted to purchase an, the island nation of Nauru in the Pacific to create a fortified apocalypse bunker state. Uh, a lawsuit filed in Delaware bankruptcy court shows Gabe <laughs> Bankman Freed was looking to buy the Nauru in the event where 50% to 99.99% of people die to protect his philanthropic <clears throat> allies at creating a genetically enhanced human species. 
According to the suit filed Thursday by the attorneys from Sullivan and Cromwell, which seeking to recover billions of dollars following the collapse of FTX. Bunker life is a well-documented fixation among tech billionaires, particularly those who identify as doomsday preppers. There's also a fascination with buying large estates in the Pacific and even owning small islands there. In his years running FTX, the elder Bankman Freed brother touted a philanthropic lifestyle called effective altruism. I don't think it's altruism when you steal money from stupid people and then go into bankruptcy. Well, this is um, a zombie apocalypse, yeah. Devotees of effective altruism work to maximize their income so they can give away their money in a fashion they see fit as most beneficial to humankind. Uh, Gabe Bankman-Fried was FTX's most visible presence in D.C. and was connected to bipartisan charitable donations that ran into the hundreds of millions. Along with an unnamed philanthropic corner of FTX, he considered buying Nauru to part to foster sensible regulation around human genetic enhancement and build a lab there. This guy wanted to create fucking superhumans on an island following an apocalypse. And, you know, I just can't help but feel like, I wonder why people hate people like you, Gabe, you fucking tool. Why, why would anybody possibly have a problem with people like you? Just fucking raping and pillaging for money and then spending it on stupid, dumb shit. <clears throat> I would be curious to find out what kind of genetic enhancement research he had under his belt. Probably to breed women with bigger titties. I mean, that's, and so, you know, with that potentiality in mind, I have to say maybe he was trying to be the world's best philanthropist. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe, if, I, hey, if I had an island, that's what I would be trying to figure what, out. What if he was working on gene therapy? To make every man's dick 14 inches. Oh, then if every man's dick is 14 inches, then no man's dick is 14 inches. You're right. So he was working on genetic therapy to make my dick 14 inches and yours too. Well, then I'm absolutely against it. I'm not going to drink <laughs> anaconda malt liquor, Buck. <laughs> but what if we also got bigger titties out of it? Bigger titties on us? I, I yeah. after 25 hamburgers, my tits are large enough. Thank you. So I get the 14 inch dick. You get the giant tits. This is not going where I want it to go at all. This is starting to get a little weird. You've already yeah. got long hair. So let's just, uh, let's just call this one a draw and move on. Well, that brings us that, that this is it for the Ricketa news network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know, it doesn't take care of, 14-inch dick gene therapy. And if you want to help us with buying our private island, we will, one, we'll cut you in private on 14-inch dicks. And then two, we will get your the women in your life bigger tits. And you can visit us at uh, subscribestar.com slash hwidg, tip.hwidg.com, and patreon.com forward slash hwidg, which stands for. Here's what I don't get. What's the name of the show? And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you access to each week's episode, plus our mini-sodes. Uh, we have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier. We drop the hate and talk about what's great in our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. Then we have our $10 tier. Where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch a recorded feature-length commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 spike producer tier, where you get a say in the show, you can ban a voicemail like Boners Guy 69 was banned last week by Matt from Minnesota. Um, you can, we have a special movie commentary that I'm, I think I'm almost to where I have a date scheduled for Tim, Tony, and I to watch Volcano together. But anything that our, our, our spite producers request, we will do our best to fulfill. 
I think uh, we need to have a spike producer uh, make Tony watch the uh, the Sound of Freedom over and over and over again. That would be extremely funny. I mean, I got. I think. Hold on. Let me see how much I got in my wallet right now. I'm broke, but if you, the listener, want Tony to be ha- to be forced to watch it, let's 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 cap out at a reasonable six times in a row. Okay, six times in a row. I think that would be okay, and I'll watch it with him. Okay, Buck and Tony watch Sound of Freedom six times in a row, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to get like a giant Q hat made. No, no, I think I think he watches it four times in a row. But he watches it once with each co-host, and then but, but it has to be capped off one at the beginning by himself, and, and one, one at the, the end, end by himself by to himself. get all six, and then <laughs> and he has to he has to well wait, and there's only there's four of us. Okay, because um, I'm forgetting about you. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, um, so then at the end of it, he has to watch it again with a commentary about what he's learned. <laughs> Boy, I, I hope someone comes up with this cockamamie, this money for this cockamamie scheme, because it sounds pretty good. This is pretty great. But uh, we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. Without your generous support over the years, we would not still be going 348 episodes strong, making us the longest consecutively run podcast on uh, on the See you Next Tuesday podcast network. And you know what? The rate we're going, someday we will be the longest running podcast on the See you Next Tuesday podcast network. Because let's face it, Dick's going to fuck up and he's going to miss like 20 more weeks and then we will have caught up and we will have surpassed him. Well, he's going to end up in jail is what's going to happen. We'll I be just doing had this random 601 and he'll be doing episode 600 someday and we'll be like, fuck you, Dick. We're, and we're just going to like just really rub it in. Like, I oh, think yeah. We, I think at that point we do need to splurge and have all of us, all, all, all the hosts get together in one location. It's probably going to have to be somewhere in South America. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to do this this giant. Epi- well, I say I say all of us. Uh, if if that whole uh, thing with Tony having to watch that movie six times, we might lose a co-host. Just saying, <laughs> I think we might be on to season seven at that point. Yeah, it's a possibility. But um, I, I, you know what? And then we'd all get together and we just like dunk on Dick Masterson. Just like a four we'll get a hour cut out of him, put it underneath a basketball goal, and literally dunk on him. And then we get like some some Dick Masterson shaped Oreo cookies and milk. Dunk him in milk, yeah. Dunk, yeah. This this joke's getting really weird. We'll watch uh, that that Dylan Villanueva movie, Dunk. Uh, and then we'll get um, Al Pacino with his uh, Dunkachinos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> joke ran its course. Get back into some issues, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. Here's what I don't get. Complaining about working conditions, crying about working conditions. Fuck you. I'm Uncle Buck. I had to shovel shit for fucking three days. Fuck you, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. The Teamsters are about to strike over at UPS, which will grind our economy to halt or some shit. I don't fucking care. But what drives me nuts about it is all of the propaganda to be like, you should support the Teamsters who are striking. Like, why? They're about to ruin uh, the economy because they want more money for no, they something. Don't. What do you the mean? Teams, the Teamsters want to stay working. You know what? You know who's driving this? Whatever politician is paying that, that union to do this. 
That's sorry, a fair point because I, uh, I said the I, quiet part out loud. Sorry, Iatsi's about to strike too, and it's like, wow, all the entertainment industry people are striking all at once. They don't want us to to uh, boycott watching the entertainment. They just want they, they just want to strike for a little bit, which I thought was odd. But in any case, so the Teamsters they're they're about to strike, and all the stuff, all the posts are like people, drivers and shit, posting pictures of like working at UPS, like. This is what uh, back in the warehouse at UPS looks like. And it's just, it's so hard. It's so awful. And I, I'm like, yeah, but you know, you chose to work that job. Didn't you, you didn't, you, nobody, nobody's like comes into your house at, at 7am in the morning and puts a gun to your head or your wife's head or your kid's heads or whatever. And they say, Hey, you better get, get up to work, get to work, get to work right now put that fucking those brown shorts on and get in there and start delivering packages. And uh, like, you knew the, the, you knew the terms, you knew that you'd be lifting boxes that were heavy. You knew you'd be driving all over town looking for addresses. You knew you have to wear the stupid outfit and you knew what the pay was. You knew all those things when you interviewed for the job, teachers are the same way. Teachers will bitch and moan about how little they're fucking paid. And it's like, you knew what a teacher got paid when you went to college and got a degree in education instead of getting a degree in literally anything else. And and then they get out there and they're fucking up on their high horse like, well, we're just not paid enough. Like a little a self-driving car and a monkey could do your fucking job, UPS drivers, and they could probably do it better than you do. Well, you know, that problem's getting ready to solve itself anyway through AI. We're going to have AI-driven cars before too long. Uh, the, the, your your packages are going to be delivered by drones. I I honestly do see that happening in the next ten years. Uh, maybe not in the South where we have guns and we will shoot down the drones and take other people's packages for our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see AI teachers happening before too long. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna send, if you're gonna put kids in Zoom school, you could just put an AI teacher up there. It's give it an avatar. Deep fake technologies there. It's who would know? Who would know? I would know when my kids are being taught by Arnold Schwarzenegger of all people, I'd be like, that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. How dare I program my teacher to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. So so what that's what bothers me. Like, and then I, I, I'd rediscovered like trolling stupid people on Twitter. And I gotta say, I, I fucking love it. I, Twitter started, um, Twitter started suggesting to me all these people that like, still wear masks inside their own homes and that they're, they're like the COVID's not over. Uh, all these people are out at concerts and they don't understand for some of us, it's not over. There's long COVID. And I just get on there and I'm just like, wow, you're retarded. Wow. You're mentally disabled. Wow. Well, and, you're a huge fucking cunt. And now that Elon Musk is in charge of it, you can just drop slurs now. Right? Well, I said, I called someone a faggot and now I'm on a seven day suspension. So, Oh, well, apparently you can't use that mind. word on Twitter. Can you uh, can you get by the can you get by it with uh, alternate spellings? Yeah, F-A-Go. I don't know. I, I'll find out after seven days. But so like, I was I was arguing with these these UPS people that are and they're like, I can't believe you're simping for UPS. Like, I don't give a fuck about UPS. What I do give a fuck is the the fact that you delivery people cannot do your fucking job well to save your fucking lives. I had a $400 microwave delivered to my front porch, just set on the top step, not even like overhanging the step below, you know, just like fucking set down in full view of the street in both directions. Like there's a knee wall 
that surrounds my whole front porch. If you just pushed it a foot to one side or the other, it would be behind the knee wall, and you'd have you, no idea it was there. You have to walk up onto the porch to find the $400 microwave. But as it was, in big, bold fucking letters, facing out to the street was the word Toshiba. And it's like, well, that says Toshiba on it. That's a brand I recognize. Maybe that's something expensive. I, I have an aside. How did you end up with a four? Like, what what do you get for four hundred dollars in a microwave? The what does it do? Greatest fucking microwave that's ever been microwaved, Buck. Sell me this thing. You got you got to sell me on it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sold. So it's an air fryer. It's okay. a convection oven. Okay. Uh, it has a couple other features that I don't remember what they are that are not okay. important. But this is what this is the selling point. It has inverter technology, which more evenly cooks your food. That's not the selling point. The selling point is. It has a sensor cook mode where you press sensor cook. You put whatever fucking thing in the microwave and you press sensor cook. And a few minutes later, it beeps and the things fucking cook perfectly. And I don't know how it does it. I think it's wizards. Does it write you a sonnet? It does not write me a sonic. But does it, it play DVDs? It does not play DVDs. But I think it cooked you a hot pocket. It cooked a hot pocket perfectly. I was astounded. It has combination cook mode, so you can like put it, you know, like you know, sometimes like Chinese food, right? Mm-hmm. If you microwave it, it gets mushy, but it but if you like put it in the oven, it takes too fucking long. It has a, a combination mode where it'll like microwave it so that it it gets all the moisture going and then it'll convection cook it so it's still crispy. Thing's fucking amazing. Absolutely worth the four hundred dollars. I bought it because I wanted I wanted an air fryer and I wanted a microwave, but I did not want two things. See, I have an air fryer and it turns out we never use the damn thing. So, yeah, I, I um, air fried, uh, I've air fried, uh, Totina's pizza rolls. Badass. Mail me some. I, I need to try I this. I will mail you. Send me uh Trump Taj Mahal casino care of Harry S. Plinkett and I'll send you a pizza roll. Yeah. I'll, I'll send that to your web zone. The, uh, yeah. So like it just, it just makes me nuts because what what we're doing basically as a society is instead of anybody wanting to climb the ladder or, you know, you don't even necessarily have to like stay inside your one little box and, and climb and grow. You can kind of jump between different ladders and always go up the up the curve. People are just like, uh, no, I decided to be a UPS driver and that's all I'll ever be. And so now I need to get paid more because everything costs more. And I find that annoying because there's no, if, if everyone's just going to get paid $50 an hour, because you know, the, the argument for years was that $15 an hour is what we needed for minimum wage. And then as a lot of places raised their starting rate to $15 an hour outside of the federal requirement for minimum wage to be $15 an hour. Now it's like, well, no, now it needs to be $30 an hour. It's like, well, you're talking about, fucking $55,000 a year is what you think you deserve to be flipping burgers at McDonald's. What does that mean for skilled labor or hard labor? Like what are we going to start paying plumbers? If we're fucking paying you $30 an hour, what do we need to pay a UPS driver? If you can go fucking flip burgers $30 an hour, like it just never fucking ends. And so then we'll all be making a hundred dollars an hour. We'll all be living in abject poverty because a loaf of bread will cost a fucking $75 for a loaf of bread. And uh, and then people will be complaining again about how, oh, well, now nobody wants to be like in upper management because upper management doesn't actually pay you anything more than being like a peon that just does what you're told. 
Like there's no, and there's no reason it's the problem. It's the fundamental problem with communism. The fundamental problem with communism and socialism is that there's no reason to excel. Why should I be the best wood chopper in the world? If I chop a hundred logs and buck chops 50 logs and we both get $50 at the end of the day. Bill's, uh, Buck's more handsome. That's uh, that's how he earns more. Well, no, we earn the same. I'm saying earns more in proportion. Mm. I do less work, but I look better doing it. It's, That's uh, what I bring to the table. It's so it's it's not like like there are definitely things to be complained about, and and this is my big problem with unions because so the union will complain, oh my god, all these boxes they have to like backstack all this and load the trucks and oh it's all this terrible nightmare, and the answer seems to always be from the union, well we need to pay these guys ten more dollars an hour. It's like, mm, is ten more dollars an hour going to fix this whole logistics problem that's happening behind the scenes? If if I'm now making ten dollars more an hour, am I not going to care so much that everything here is fucked beyond belief? No, the the no. solution is to hire more people. And what the unions do is they fucking crowd out new people from being able to get in. So those people fuck off and go. They go move to a state where they can go work for UPS without being part of a fucking union. Or they go, they go to a different company where they don't have to work as part of a union. And so these fucking unions crowd out the, the new workers and then demand more wages for their already useless fucking workers. And all the while, these people knew what they were fucking getting themselves into, and they don't do anything to actually solve the root problem. And... Uh, no, I agree. Um, I, make, I make good money for what I do, but that doesn't make me hate the problems that work less. Yeah. And I thought it would. I thought making $4 more than I used to make would make me more enthusiastic about my job. What actually made me more enthusiastic about my job was not having to deal with the problem back in that area. Yeah. that's When I was running the union in Tulsa, I kept telling them, here are these, here are these problems. I need, I need people to do these other things so that I can focus on these things. Because if, if I have to do everything, then I can't do them all well. And they're like, well, we'll pay you f- to do both positions. Like, no, no, no. no. I, this is a money that this is a problem that money can't solve. You can't give me a hundred thousand dollars a year and then say, okay, uh, you still have to work 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I, like, there's no amount of money that makes that worth it. I need to, I need to be able to have a night where I can fucking sit and enjoy myself. I need to have a weekend where my phone doesn't fucking ring. And that more money doesn't make it a sustainable amount of effort. Exactly. And so when I left there, when I left Tulsa and I moved to St. Louis, I took a substantial pay cut, 25% pay cut. Damn. Because I had health benefits. That was a, that was a big one that I didn't get through the union, but also I had this thing called time. I have hobbies. Now I have free time. I, I have spent weekends this, this year, Fucking just sitting on my sofa watching TV. Naked, yeah. And I, that's something that I cannot imagine having done a year before moving to St. Louis. Yeah. It was, it was just not a possibility. Even if I was sitting on the sofa watching TV, my computer was on my lap or right next to me, or my phone was buzzing about this and I was answering emails and doing this. Like, no, I can, I, I set up my email account, my work email does not ring, does not like give me notifications after 8 p.m. and before 8 a.m. And not at fucking all on the weekend. You can get a hold of me on the weekends. Go Good fuck luck. yourself. Good luck. Uh, and everybody's fine with that. Like, 
So you're going to need a dousing rod. Yeah. I, I have this amazing hobby that I find extremely rewarding that I get to go do. And, and everybody in my life is everybody at work in my life is okay with it. I, I didn't have fucking time to do anything when I was working in Tulsa. And so, no, the, the pro I don't think that I don't think the UPS drivers deserve deserve more money because they're not fucking good at their job. Unless part of the contract is that when you fuck up my package delivery, I personally get to yell at you. No, 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 no. That's not nearly enough. You it's get enough to take, for me. so there needs to be an instrument of some kind <clears throat> that they carry on their truck. Then they're not allowed to touch it. It's like in a lockbox, but every like when you like every regular citizen has the key to it. And when they fuck up your delivery, it's like a giant paddle. Like I'm talking like you like a like a pizza paddle, but with holes drilled in it. So it doesn't so the air you get the airflow. Uh -huh. And whenever they mess up your package, you get to spank them. That's fucking weird. No, it's God, it's man. Maybe you just didn't get abused enough as a kid. Spankings were like the bane of my existence. I yeah. got a, I got a belt a lot. Uh, and when I was in Spankings school, didn't work I was, on me. they just made me more angry. When I was a little kid, uh, in, when I was a little kid in Christian school, they had this wooden spoon that they painted a B on and they called it Mr. Sting. And whenever you misbehaved, you got that thing right upside your ass. Uh, and that's what we need for UPS drivers, Mr. Sting. Yeah. And you just, whenever they misdeliver your package, you just get to like, I don't mean like a little wooden spoon. I mean like a paddle that's like two feet long with a nice handle. And you just get to lay into them for like a good 45 seconds. That's And that's I, all. I feel like I could do more emotional damage to them with my words than a, a wooden paddle would ever do. I'm not saying you can't yell at them while you're spanking them. Because uh, like me, when I was a kid, I'm like Hulk Hogan. You spanked me and it just gave me more power. What, okay, so let's let's meet in the middle. What if you get to spank them and yell at them? I don't want to spank them. I don't want to touch them. I, they're they're gross people. You're not, but you're not touching I just, them. The I just is. want a speaker in their truck, right? So when I get home, okay, and, I'm listening. And and the fucking pack when I have to run home in the middle of the day to put a package inside my house that I shouldn't have to fucking put inside my house, I can go. To click on the no, the delivery notification. Say it's wrong, and the speaker just comes on in the truck. And I it, sixty seconds. There's a little countdown timer like spinning on my phone, right? And, and I'm just like, you worthless fucking piece of shit. How fucking dumb are you? How fucking dumb are you that you can show up to my house and just drop that shit on the top step like you don't fucking know? Like you don't fucking live in St. Louis and know what fucking happens. You couldn't fucking push it one foot, you dumb fucking moron. This is why you're not getting paid whatever you're getting fucking paid to work at UPS because you're too fucking stupid to flip burgers at McDonald's. Like I just fucking lay into him for a full 60 seconds and then it'll be like, boop. And No, I think it has to be live and I think there has to be a little like a pair of metal electrodes in their chair and they have to respond. Mm. They have to respond. And then you get, if you're not satisfied with their response, you get another 60 seconds and you get the, 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 um, the satisfaction of pressing the button to zap them. I could go, I could go for zapping them inside their truck. Whenever, if it's a bad delivery, I just hit, I hit no. And the next time they sit down their chair, goes, ah, but there also has to be a camera so you can watch it. And let's just say you get like like a minute and a half of just unlimited zaps. And like you press the button and it zaps them. And that way you can do like a weird timing so they can't predict when it's going to happen. So you can bypass their 
mental block they try to put up. Like, the like, here comes a zap, clinch. Here comes a zap, clinch. And then you get them in between when they're not ready for it. Like, ah! And then yeah. you yell at them and you laugh. The, and you make them feel small. The point being that I want to I want to spank them. You when you take a job, you agree to the conditions. And I understand that what's happening right now is the contract's up and they get to renegotiate their contract. But the people negotiating the contract are not the people that are, because that's my other big problem with unions, right? Is that when you, when a union gets big enough, you, they start paying people not to work. So you have, you have presidents and secretaries and treasurers and, and then you go up a level, right? And you're local. Maybe they're not working. And then you go up a level to your regional. And those fucking people definitely aren't working. Maybe you have a national or an international. The AFL-CIO, who is like all the fucking unions give money into the AFL-CIO for some fucking reason. They do fuck all to help anybody except post fund political candidates. And those people, get, those people don't work in labor. They they literally steal the money out of the fucking laborer's pocket to pay themselves exorbitant uh, salaries to not be in labor anymore. It's mind-boggling. Okay. And so those people go into the negotiating table to be like, yeah, we want an extra $3 a person. <clears throat> when in reality, what needs to happen is the union is like, hey, union people, you need to fucking relax on the nepotism and start letting some new people in here because some of these folks are going to fucking die. And yeah. when they do, no one knows how to do their jobs. And, and so they crowd out. They like crowd out the newcomers. I mean, that's what happened to me the first time I tried to get in with a union in Tulsa when I was 18 years old. I got crowded out. Like, there's a person that's a member of the same union I'm a member of in Tulsa. Our start date is the same date. That person worked every day for the 10 years intervening between. I I could I just stopped getting calls after about eight months. Not because I wasn't good at what I was doing, just because I wasn't fucking. Uh, someone's right niece or nephew or someone who was worth calling again. And and so I went and found my own way without fucking working for the union. And I was fine with that. That worked for me. And so that's what these unions do is they crowd the, you get some young person, you get some fucking old timer that's up on there that just abuses every fucking po- work policy they can. And then when they get chastised for it, they bring in union representation and oh. You guys didn't cross your T or dot your I on this one form. So that one doesn't count. So now he's only at actually, he's only at two warnings, not three. You can't fire him. And he fucking starts the whole process over again and just runs out the fucking clock. Meanwhile, the young guy is getting worked to death to pick up the slack for that guy, not fucking doing his job, not getting paid anything extra, not getting a, not getting a fucking pat on the back, getting nothing, just fucking killing himself to take care of some old timer who's because he has seniority over you. Get fucked. And then the fucking sen- the, the fucking guys of seniority go, our life is so hard. I got to fucking deliver all these packages. Yeah, you became a UPS driver. That's what they fucking do. Yeah. I would be shocked if in my job they were like, hey, Tab, you're going to need to start delivering all these packages. What are you fucking talking about? I don't no. work in a package delivering job. Well, this is part of the job now. I'd be like, well, that's fucked up. That's what my job description says when I took the job. I quit. I quit. Get fucked. And, and yeah, so they, they have no reason to better themselves because they'll just keep on uh, leveraging themselves raises on meritless raises. That's the other thing that pisses me off is you, you work for these unions and they have these contracts with the companies and they just go like, yeah, uh, all of our guys are going to need a raise. Like, well, they all suck at this. Well, they're all going to need a raise. Otherwise, we're not going back to work. Like, why don't we just keep it the same? 
not going to happen. We're gonna, them all. Well, we're going to strike. And so, and then the fucking, everyone paints the company as being the bad guy. And I'm just like, how can you, how can the average person who has had, I, I would guess everybody at some point in their lives has had a package either stolen or misdelivered or yeah. damaged in delivery. I think between those three things, you've got, you probably have two of them. And you fucking see this, this, these arguments going around and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the side of the, the drivers. Like, why? They suck mm. at it. Would you pay $5 for the deliveries you've been getting to your house? If you had to, if you, every day, every time a package I've delivered to your house, it costs you $5. Would you risk the $5? No. Probably not. I mean, it, you're right. I, I, I can't add anything to it. So, yeah, that's my issue. You agreed to do a job. You knew it was going to be there. It's not like out of the realm of possibilities you're going to be lifting heavy boxes. Welcome to it. Just like it's not outside the realm of possibilities for my job that I'm going to have to be crawling around inside a catwalk or, or climbing up to the top of a ladder. I, it's, I know that's coming. In my job, the position I took, I signed up for possibly having to get stuck on another shift for a, a potential amount of time, which happened. And I did not complain. I signed up for it. I knew the, I knew the risk. I knew the, I knew what the job entailed. I knew the job entailed covering positions that I might not want to run, having to stay late, having my plans interrupted, having to get called in. Yeah. And so when you when you understand what the job entails, you just like it sucks, but this is what I signed up for. Yeah. And you just like you just keep your eye out for something that's better, that's gonna have better working conditions, and you move to the next the next level. You don't try and you don't try and change that level to so that you don't have to move. That's the, the the lack of anybody having any um ambition anymore. That's also what really drives me nuts. It's just like I I shouldn't have to move up from being a burger flipper at McDonald's. As a burger flipper at McDonald's, I should be able to raise a family of 10. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, that's called stealing the burgers. You could steal the burgers, yeah. Just, I mean, cause anyway, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. Well, this has been here's what I'll get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. If you want to call them, the Here's What Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on Discord under voicemail upload. I've got a couple of voicemails here for Tony that uh, I'm going to save. But Do that. One. Hey, Tab, this is Player 4. I remember you talked about how you uh, suffered from plantar fasciitis. As a fellow plantar fasciitis sufferer, I wanted to make a recommendation for some inserts. Uh, the Dr. Scholl's for plantar fasciitis. I bought those and uh, took them to work. I was really suffering from plantar fasciitis. And, uh, yeah, after that, 90% of it went away. If I'm still on my feet, like, all day, they still hurt. But, yeah, not sponsored or anything. Just uh, just wanted to help you out. Goodbye. So episode that, is brought that, to you by. That sounded like it was written by an AI. Because <laughs> the way because the way he kept saying plantar fasciitis, which, who pronounces it that way? It's, it's plantar fasciitis. But, anyway. Uh, I, I, I have, I so I have a. 
a thing that I wear at night that keeps my foot at like a 90 degree angle. And if I wear that consistently, I don't really have it. that. And I, if I don't walk around the house barefoot, I have pretty consistent results. But I might. These are like twelve bucks, so I might. Isn't buy that it. where you have like a like a bone spur kind of thing? Huh? No, it's a uh, it's inflammation of the muscle. Oh, okay. It's the muscle in the back of your ankle, and when you sleep, when you sleep, your toes point forward, and so that muscle contracts and then when you stand all day you put stress on it and it gives you pain in, in your heel because that's okay, when the muscle gotcha, wraps gotcha. yeah so i had a problem i guess i had a bone spur or something um although i didn't do anything to fix it where like when i would get up in the mornings and i'd put my feet on the floor they would hurt really bad for like the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then that went away magically yeah that's plantar fasciitis but i don't sleep with my toes pointed the same direction as my dick, so I don't get it. I don't know what changed. It no. doesn't happen now. If you, it, it comes and goes for some people. I did uh, work in the arena in Tulsa. I walked so much that I developed turf toe, which is where you like overstrain the muscle that controls your big toe. I thought it was where you hate trans people with your there toes. There is that. The, well, I, that was just, I was born that way, Buck, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> my toes hate trans people i've got turf toe <laughs> uh here's one that's long here's what i don't get as not getting it right the first time uh, i've got a few things that came up recently that will make me think of this i'll see if i get through them one of the biggest was uh the house that i moved into a few months ago the guy who'd been there before um, crashed the fuck out of the place. So the landlord had been uh, taking the previous year to fix it up and whatever. It's not done, but it's done enough that I could move in. Whatever. One of the things was he somehow ruined the sump pump in the basement, which, you know, it's kind of an important deal. Yeah. And uh, so the landlord paid some guy to come replace it and uh, whatever. And... Uh, a few months ago, uh, the main line of water line into my house broke. And I didn't know about it until I got woken up in the morning by a weird noise coming from the basement, go down to about two feet of water because some pump was broken. Uh, and that resulted in a whole big thing. But it turns out the guy hadn't fixed it the first time or replaced it. He had just, like, rewired something and did some other thing and, like, basically pocketed however many dollars it was going to be to replace it. So that fucked me over, and it set everything back, and we had to, you know, dig a new uh, main line for the uh, water. Another one, uh, more recently, is our company car had some kind of a weird, you know, knocking and banging noise when you go over bumps on the back. Uh, you know, the suspension was loose or whatever the fuck. So a couple of days ago, we bring it in, leave it there, come back when they say it's going to be ready. It's like, oh, sorry, we don't have it done. We ordered the wrong parts for it. Okay, <laughs> well... Go back the next day, they put, got the right parts, put it in, things are fine. About an hour later, somebody was using it for, you know, company stuff, drives over a bump, here's the clinging again. Well, we take it back in, say, hey, you didn't fix this, fix it. They go, okay, okay, you come by at the end of the day, and we'll, uh, we'll have it done for you. <laughs> we go by the end of the day, oh, nobody, nobody's actually worked, worked out it yet, uh, we're, uh, we're shorthanded, like, motherfucker, you didn't fix it the first time. Maybe it should be a priority. Because, like, and now it's sitting there, and uh, we're losing 
losing ability to do some of our business because they couldn't fucking get it right the first time. And it doesn't sound like they're actually giving a fuck about getting it right. Ever. No, they're not. Uh, there was something else that I was just probably going too long anyway. So it have is. a good day, guys. Yeah, you should send them an invoice. <clears throat> you should get uh, go to Walmart now that it's grilling season, it's summer, and get one of those big pizza paddles and drill some holes in it for airflow and go spank all of them. Just thank you very much. Just, just spank, spank everyone with a giant wooden paddle I, for any reason. I, I think, man, like duels back in the back in the colonial days, people have duels back in the cowboy days. Mm-hmm. I think we need that now, but with spankings. I, I completely disagree. I could not disagree more. If we're going to do duels, it should be to the death with swords. Put your money where your mouth is. I mean, I'm your Huckleberry, but I think there's more comedy and humiliation to just getting your ass chapped raw with a paddle. Yeah, but there's there's no clear winner. Like, again, if you hit me in the ass of the paddle, you're only going to make me more powerful. Well, listen, if you you're a special case, you're a special case. Yeah. If you rent, rent me in twain with the sword, I'm definitely dead. Yeah, but my goal isn't to kill you. It's to teach you a life lesson that I'm better than you. Yeah, the life lesson is Your fuck around and you'll get chopped in half. I, listen, the so life maybe, lessons is for everyone pre, like experiencing the altercation. So maybe we need a, a, a gradient scale of severity to like some things are just spanking fights and some things are sword fights. Okay. Although I think I think going to gunfights is a little bit much. But going to gunfights is takes all the the skill out of it. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe not because like there's a certain skill to like drawing quickly or whatever. But but yeah, like sword fights or maybe like baseball bat fights. Now, okay, that's the bridge. That's the bridge between the two. You fight with baseball bats. I'm just gonna beat you to fucking death with a baseball bat. If you get my that. order wrong in the drive-thru one more time, if you forget my gravy, you dumb bitch, I'm going to get a baseball bat and I'm going to call you out at high noon right after church lets out and I'm going to beat you to death in the middle of the street. You'll be back right here at high noon with your baseball bat. I got a baseball bat right over here. I'm we are go. going for it because this fat man wants his Sunday morning gravy biscuit. I'm way too drunk. All right. One last voicemail. Let's do it. Here's what I don't get. The default placement of staples in the sheet of paper is in the upper left-hand corner. Well, we write left to right, so there's more likelihood the staple is going to block something than if we put it in the upper right-hand corner. Upper left-hand corner would make more sense if the writing was from right to left. Now, who could be behind this upper left-hand corner conspiracy? Someone who writes from right to left. That was way funnier than it should have been. Uh, That was the wrong host to leave that voicemail, by the way. I just want to point that out. That should have been for El Chaco. (laughs) It is annoying. I hate when you have... I hate when... Uh, someone will staple a paper. Like when I staple a sheet of paper, right? I like try and staple the very, very minimum amount of, of page. I get it perfectly lined up with the top and I just get the, you know, fractions of an inch. 
that way I I have reduced the, my chances. But then you see these motherfuckers like staple in from the corner an inch and add an angle, and it's just like, well, fucking corner that page is useless now. Yeah, yeah. That I, doesn't I, that doesn't annoy you like it does me? It yeah, it does. Um, but I'm just I'm reminded of that scene with the Joker where some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I just, I'm going to take my red swing line and go fully into the middle of the page. Just ka-dinch. Like, right in the middle. Yeah, you're right. What the fuck is this? Stapled. Man, that's great. Yeah, That's great. Well, that's it. That's our voicemail. We'll catch you guys next week. Love you guys.